Good morning. Good morning. Java Delight will uplift you. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Grab your coffee. Stay tuned. This show is about to begin. Morning, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to the show. This is Job of Light, the show that brings you positive, uplifting, encouraging messages every morning. Start the day in a positive way and help you be able to get through this crazy freaking world without having to worry about the stress of others. My name is Brandon Croucher. I am blessed to be able to sit next to the queen of South Africa, the woman who 100% dives off of her, out of her room, through her window, down a giraffe, up into the air, spins twice to show the shark she knows how to do a twist, dives into the water, tickles a great white shark, and then dives out like a dolphin going, <laughs> oh, that's the knife. We haven't done dolphin. the dolphin dance in quite a while, and now Ryan is not even yet to see it. <laughs> that is because Ryan is in his car. Ryan might be doing a surprise today, and he might be cooking for us at my house. Oh, wow. You need to make a video of that. We need to see what he's cooking. Show us. We we have so many good things coming up. We are so honored to be here. Guys, if you're on Facebook, please just hit that like button, love button. If you want, if you can, hit the watch, hit share what I'm watching live so everybody can see what you're watching. If you are on uh, Facebook, if you are on Facebook. <laughs> If you are on YouTube, Twitch, any of those, just do us a favor. Say hello. Tell us where you're at. Tell us where you're from. I'm 100% glad to have everybody here. It is a great way to start our Tuesday. I'm exhausted. I, I didn't sleep well last night. Just have so many things ha happening. Miss Elsa, how are you doing? What do you have going on in your life? Have you started your new strip aerobics class? I have. I've got a six pack already, so it's all money's worth. <laughs> um, I did washing today and we cleaned our little house. It doesn't look like it, but we've done a lot. <laughs> it it, it looks clean. We're picking up that friend of mine from the airport very early tomorrow morning. And then Veronica is flying in tomorrow night. Um, and then my kids and everybody is coming to my house on Thursday. They'll be part of the Discord. So if you guys want to meet my crazy family, join us on the Discord because we are crazy. <laughs> Pansu has been killing it with our Discord. So just so everybody knows, we had a quick meeting yesterday and Pansu is going to be, we're going to be picking, ah, speak of the Ooh, devil. Hello. We just said, oh, and then there's CK. for you, Ryan. Ready? Here, hold on. I'll do it again. Ready? Say hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god no that, that looks like that's like a horse 
It sounds like a horse that looks like you were trying to be. Never mind. You look like an <laughs> orgasm dolphin. So that is funny. But like, uh, we we, Pan, we met yesterday. Pansu dove right into the Discord. We're going to have a movie on Saturday, on Saturday mornings, just to start your weekend off in the right mindset, just to keep you going. And if you're in another part of the world and you're just at the end of your day, it's meant to be where we're helping each other keep building a community of good effing people because there's enough angry effing people in this world. It's time for them to say, ready, Elsa, show us what your new thing is. It's time for us to show everybody the fork. Oh, my fork. Look at my <laughs> fork. We picked it up at that wedding. So it's a, it's a kind of a tongue twister. What did you say backstage? What was the tongue twister again? I didn't say it. You said it. It's a forked up fork for Fork It Fridays. Yeah, it's a forked up fork for Fork It Friday. <laughs> so join us on Friday after Thanksgiving and we can say Fork It to the family that drove you crazy. Yes. <laughs> Tell us which family member you're, you're going to say, I'm forking done with because I've already got mine. They've already started and it's not even Thanksgiving and I don't want to complain. This is not a complaining spot. It's, I see this family member. Well, everybody has that family member that just pokes you the wrong way. And that's it. You're going to say fork it and you're letting go of it. That's why we have fork it Friday. And it's after that. I, I, I just think it's ironic we celebrate a day of pillaging and killing to then the next day go pillage and kill people just for the best deal. Just going to say that. And I don't. it doesn't matter what side you're on. It's one of these things where as long as you're being your best self, keep loving, supporting, and find the best version of yourself. Um, that's all we ask for. By the way, we already have a down vote. Before the show even started, I'm so proud of us. We're starting the Can days I with... Go. But can I just tell you something about a down vote? It's still an up vote in Australia. So it is. It's down it vote is. is still an up vote in Australia. I right. effing love that. <laughs> 100, Elsa. You win points on life. Know. There's my wife. Uh, just in case anybody doesn't know, that's my South African wife. <laughs> Oh, she, she's yeah, sorry, uh, she's watching in the room, so I'm just telling her to just maybe put Ali. I don't hear it. Make yourself seen. Make yourself known. Come around <laughs> here. Come around here, El, El Ray. Let me see your face. Let me see. So here's what she I wasn't told. Prepared for this. She wasn't That's okay. For this. We've been cleaning the whole time. El, I need her. Yep, perfect. So Elsa and you. Elsa's gonna gonna shave the other side of her head. So when you got other side, okay, side. yeah, so and that way when you guys head. are standing next to one another, bingo, you have a full head of hair. And that way, whenever anybody wants to say anything next year for Halloween, you guys just put like the shirt on, and you're the two you're the two headed sisters. Okay, and That's you're not a shitty idea, like a, like a Cruella, but like the flame and the, the wolf, you know. Yes. <laughs> but no, I love it. But I, I wanted to say hello. I saw your comment, wanted to say aloha. Uh, now, I want you to do me a favor tell everybody why you say aloha because you told me this, and 
I, I loved I loved it. Um, why you say aloha to everybody? Well, aloha is Hawaiian for hello, but um, there's a, a very special prayer that's called the Ho'oponopono prayer, which you say to yourself in the mirror. That is, I forgive you, I love you, I'm sorry, and that whole thing helped me to grow so much that the aloha just kind of came through as my greeting to all of you beautiful souls. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. You are an amazing soul. And Elray, it has been an honor to get to meet you and know you. And I look forward to the day that you shave that part of Elsa's hair to see if it what I'm matches. Gonna, I'm going to Just the side. Just the side. I'm fine. Thanks. I'm fine. I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. You okay. shave the one side, I'll grow the one side. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm going to lose in this deal. Okay, you start growing so long. I'll shave mine as soon as yours is as long as mine. That's, That's not going to happen. Yeah, that sounds like a fair deal. If yours oh, is my. as long as mine, then I'll shave mine as short as yours. Deal. Morning, guys. Uh, deal. And I'm only talking the one side, like your girlfriend right here. My wife, your girlfriend, okay? <laughs> My South African wife, you're, uh, she's your South African girlfriend. I don't know. I'm a Sagittarius, so I carry around my own flame to burn down motherfuckers' houses. <laughs> Mic drop right there. Boom. I loved it. Loved it. So I, you two are amazing. Are you ready to say hi to everybody? Are, are you going to help us say hi to everybody, El Ray? Okay, you twisted my arm. <laughs> twisted it hard. I twisted you hard. Morning, Bob. Hey, Bob. Ready? This is yours, but all right, get, get her. Brit, Brit, Brit. <laughs> you ready? My turn. Hi, Brian, with a Y. Why? Because you're amazing. <laughs> Pansu? And he also says a down vote is an upvote anywhere south of the equator. So we have no down votes. We have upvotes all around the world. <laughs> I love it. All right, here's a big one. This is for both of you. You ready? Oh, Kevin! Hey, Kev! Kevin, some gifts. We, we are getting gifts from Kevin because my friend that's landing... He got gifts from Kevin to bring to us when he lands tomorrow morning in South Africa. So I'll show you guys on the show what we're getting. I'm, you're getting a gift from Canada, personally delivered. I want no, to make out with Kevin right now. <laughs> I'm just joking. Good morning, Jaybird. Good morning, Miss CK. I love you both. Thank you for being here. Uh, panty dropper. Bam. <laughs> Good morning, the light date. Oh, Ryan is our local cook. Our is he, it on oh, board yes. cook. Yes, he makes he, he's, he's cooking with Jew. Good cooking with, with Jew. Jew. I love that. <laughs> Not with Jew, with Jew. <laughs> Ready? Who's this Mama one? Give Lucky. her a big one. Hey, darlings. I love it. I, I love it. Pansu, Ilsa, Brian, Pansu. You guys got into a discussion this morning. Uh oh. <laughs> Here's one that we can never forget. Brett Gordon. <laughs> Nobody. That was a classic Brett moment. Good Lord. I'm like letting both of you. You guys are speaking German. We're actually speaking Afrikaans. It almost sounds like German. It's got a lot of German in it. And I think I've got a lot of German in me. That's why my voice is like. 
multilingual. Yeah, Thank you, Brent. we've got some German in us. <laughs> Sometimes when it's I take funny. a bubble bath, I smash the bubbles. Let them know I'm the king. Oh, <laughs> 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 be cracking up. These guys, you guys had a really long conversation. They had, good Lord, I love it. Pansu and Brian had a full-on conversation. Smooch is king, not my why. Like, I love that. I love that you guys are connecting. Ure, it was a pleasure to see you. Nice butt. Thanks for that. I love you guys. I love you guys. Have a great show. <laughs> Mwah. Mwah. Thank you for stopping by. Ah, I love it. And Pensu, will you do me the honor of sharing the Discord link? Thank you for stopping by. Ah, I love it. And Jeez, that was confusing for a second. I didn't know where all that sound came from. All of a sudden, I hear me, and I'm like, now I know why we don't have many listeners. Oh, Lord. Good (laughs) Lord, do I sound weird. (laughs) Uh, Pam Sue, would you do me a favor? Share the Discord link for everybody here. Uh, Guys, once again, Elsa, I want to hear about your day, but do me a favor. If you're on Facebook, hit the like button. Hit the watch what I'm watching now. If you're on Facebook, Instagram, um, it might not have shown up. Oh. Got it. Uh, let me know. Discord link. That I feel like YouTube is automated, uh, auto-modding it. Uh, I'm wondering because I have not seen it, and I, I was trying to make sure I shared it. But that way everybody gets together because on Thursday it's Thanksgiving, and he is a mod on, on Discord. Um, but, like, I want everybody to know this Thursday, while it is Thanksgiving and we're going to be doing a lot of great things this is the time to be able to connect with people. And like one of those things is, oh, I got it. All right, we'll have to fix that after the show. I see what you're saying. Um, One of those things, ADD, sorry guys. One of those things is we're gonna be playing Thursday. We're gonna have a show because not every country celebrates Thanksgiving. And we wanna have a Thanksgiving day with our community. And make sure that we're blessing everybody with those proper assessments, proper ways of doing things and showing love and appreciation. And that's all we want. And some people don't have families that they're able to go to. And some people don't want to go to their families. And either way, we want to be able to provide you a safe place to feel loved, protected, honored, and appreciated. And that's what the Delight Cafe, we will be open Thanksgiving Day. And then the best thing is, is after the show, we're going to be going over to Discord, and we're going to be playing some trivia. We're going to be playing some games. Um, on Friday, we have the show, and then Saturday, we're going to be having a movie. So, guys, the Discord link will 100% be able to – it's going to help us build our community. And we're seeing it, and we're seeing people jumping in there, and watching a movie together has been fun and all that. So, Elsa, how are you, and what is your evening like? Did you go stripping? I did not. I washed washing. So it's almost the same amount of exercise. <laughs> so we did some washing and we did some cleaning um, so that it looks proper when the guests arrive. <laughs> like letting a lot of people in my space here the last couple of times. I'm used to living alone. So it's a lot for me. Everybody coming and that. So just trying to 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 not scare them off <laughs> with my weirdness. You don't, <laughs> and I'm very you, straightforward. So sometimes I say things and I go like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. It's not very nice, but I just needed to say how I feel. So luckily they know and love me like I am. So usually they just ignore me. 
<laughs> but that's the thing. It, you're having your family come in. It's your house. And being able to have that connection with your family, that's the only thing that matters. If they start wanting to go A, politics, B, the vaccine, C, like anything. We, do we listen yeah, to music you just, and just you, talk about shit. We don't talk about politics because none of us watch news. None of us do any of those things. Do you know what I did? I started carrying around. And this is me just being, I don't want to fight with people. I started carrying around a deck of cards. And when they start to talk and get angry with one another, I start shuffling the deck because then everybody's distracted. Right. Why? And then I'll be like, pick a card. And everybody thinks I'm about to do a magic trick, but I'm not. Do you know what I do? They pick a card. They hand it to me. So let's just go 10 of hearts. Okay. I would say, I would ask the person who picked the card. I would make up a question and on the spot, I would go, so who was the perfect 10 in your eyes that stole your heart? Something like that. Oh, wow. And then they are like, ah, uh, and it's kind of like two truths and a lie, truth or dare, stuff like that. But you could have like a six, a six of diamonds and be like, who was the best sex you ever had? Six, sex, it's three letters each. And you wish they would have put a diamond on your finger, on your ring. You know what I mean? Things like yes. that. Like, or the best sex you ever had. And every card is something that, after they see I'm making up the questions that match the cards, they then are doing it. And I let them pick a card to somebody else and they ask a question, but it changes the topic from politics and religion and anger to silly fun things. And it's not well, like everybody wants to. That's what life should be about in any case. It should be fun and laughter. And and and. I was just in, in, in Kathy's yoga class, her laughing yoga class, and they had a three-day conference and, 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 and one of the, the, the things that they actually taught them there is that 15 minutes a day of laughing is the same as 300 crunches. And you work the inside muscles of your abs as well as the outside muscles. You don't have to go to gym. You can just laugh the whole day. <laughs> so, we're skip so instead of doing Wellness Wednesdays, we're going to focus on bringing everybody out of it by laughter, okay? We're just going to bring Kathy on and do a tapping laughter class, all right? Um, Stuart Lone Wolf, I want you to know how much I appreciate you. Uh, I'm really sorry for your loss. Uh, good vibes, good energy, love, and appreciation. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. I really am. Uh, be an Indian. Be a pilgrim. Just don't be a turkey. Ham it up and enjoy yourself. Ah, well done. I never just puts it down. I love it. I love it. That was well played. So, Elsa, you have people coming in starting tomorrow. Morning. What time do you pick your friends up from the airport? So, the one we're picking up tomorrow morning at 7.30 and then the other one is flying in i think during the show so she's going to a friend of hers around the corner where the airport is so after the show on thursday we're going to her oh no no, no okay. i'm lying i'm lying we we're having okay. our, our um wednesday to, after tomorrow's show we're going to her to say hello and then thursday she will i'm gonna see if we can get her here as well to have our dinner uh, 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 and then my daughter and then they just live about 20 minutes away. So then after all the guitar lessons and everything they give, then it's their turn to come and visit as well. I love that. I love that. So your holiday starts technically tomorrow. 
Yeah, and it's then like stay. my own holiday that I made. It's not a real holiday in South Africa. I'm the only one that's having Thanksgiving and people over for dinner. For but it. I'm the queen of South Africa, so I can do whatever the hell I want, all right? <laughs> I can save shops, I can have Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I have nothing I can hate. Um, Just to put you... Sorry. I, I thought there was a comment that came across, and it was a text message. Thank you, Brian. Oh, that made me laugh. <laughs> I love being stuffed. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. We're going to go so perverted. That goes oh, perfect with the text I just me. got. Brian with a Y just put that he's using delight. And he goes, it's so I could put your D in my mouth. And I was like, <laughs> and I thought it was a comment. And I was like, oh God, no, no, I can't read that out loud. And then I saw it come across. Oh, thank God. It's not a comment he wrote in the book. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so Ilsa. What are you cooking for your new holiday, the Elsa Day? Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> are you stuffing anybody? <laughs> no, because I don't want to be stuffed or stuffing anybody. I'm good, thanks. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just have to ask because, like, I didn't know if maybe you were going to make a turkey. Maybe you are going to make a yams. I didn't know. Is there a special you know dish that would... What is a special try. dish that you would make for a big occasion in South Africa? I don't even know. Well, South Africa, it's when they let's do Sunday lunch. It's always like a roast and then green beans with uh, mashed potatoes and 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 just the normal whatever. But uh, babuati is a big thing in South Africa, and then they eat chicken feet as well, and they call it runaways. Really. Um, we, yeah, I, I I saw some in the shop, and I actually wanted to take a picture of it and see and show you guys how they sell it. And then I forgot completely. So when I remember, I'll do it and just post it on the group so you guys can see. Now, without trying to sound insulting or like I don't, I, I've never been to South Africa. Do you have grocery stores and things, or is it yes, like we do? We do. Okay. We, Yes, we've actually got everything that you guys have. We've got movie theaters and malls. We've got one of the biggest malls in the Northern Hemisphere, Mall of Africa. It is very, very huge. Um, there's a Starbucks, so it's only in those fancy places. Huge. <laughs> uh, there's only the Starbucks in those fancy places. So we live around the corner from it, but we can't afford to go there. It's too expensive <laughs> and it's too busy. Uh Everybody wants how, to go there. So we go to the other shops. <laughs> how do you catch a whatever? What? What's a whatever? <laughs> I have I no idea. Like, how do you catch it? language. There's one thing that you know you're speaking to a South African. If they tell you, okay, I will do it now. I will do it now, now. And I will do it just now. It means the same thing, but it means different things. Because now is right now. Now, now is now, but just in a little bit. <laughs> like now, now, like 10, 20 minutes. And then just now is like just in five minutes. Just give me time to finish. But if you speak to a South African and you tell them, I'll do it for you just now, they know exactly how long they have to wait. <laughs> and now, now, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so from now on, if I'm I'm going to write you questions like, hey, I'm backstage now, now, you know, that means I'm now, backstage now. in a minute. <laughs> How now, brown cow? Now, 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 now. So we actually have a busy day today. Today has a lot happening. Elsa's been starting her sales 
and emailing a bunch of coffee roasters and actually taking a job with delight. She is kicking some butt. She is, we've redesigned the sales scripts and all that. And it has been an honor like to watch her start to take this into her own realm. And it's one of these things where her, Brian, the, ah, wow. Uh, Dodging is impeccable. <laughs> like, like for real. Like, talk about it, Brian. It's uh, Brit, Brit, Brett. We've watched these people develop into their own roles, and they took it not just seriously. They ran with it, and they're like, "Fuck this! This is my job. I want to pay, get paid for this, and this is what I want to do. And it's not for me. It's for them." And what's awesome is to see how it's working. Like Ilsa realizes she can make some really good effing money doing this. And she's taking it seriously. And even if she's in South Africa, she's still selling to people in the U.S. And it's great to see her build that confidence up. It's great to see her not only turn around and excite herself, but it's exciting to see people like Brian turn around and say, hey, B, check this out. Check what I'm doing and all this. And it's it's. They know I have a very slim time frame at times and they work with me. And then I'm able to say, this is what I need. This is what I got. This is where I need help. And they turn around and dive on it. And I couldn't be more grateful to the team that has been developing and watching them step into their realm. Um, for the opportunity. And it's one of these things. I, I'm like I said, it's it's nice to see people believe in themselves because that's all I try to do is help people see the best in themselves. <gasps> Wait, what? We're gonna get paid? Um, everybody but truck drivers, okay? <laughs> everybody but truck. And it was it was voted on. I don't know where you were for the vote, Brian. I really am sorry about that. But no, I'm just kidding, buddy. You're gonna be paid very soon too. You're developing into your own job. And then Jeannie, Jeannie, I 100% like love your energy. Jeannie does amazing things. She says, am I getting paid? I don't know. I, I, we sell maybe. Lights, we can always talk about it. She is phenomenal. I, I like to pay. I like my pay in dog food. That's awesomely <laughs> put. I love how you're phrasing that. Um, I, it's fuck your local truck driver day is <laughs> the comment I see came in. And my thing is, I, I don't know how to take that. Is that like a lizard <laughs> thing or is that like, fuck you over? Like, how are we describing this forking of our local truck driver day? And is it, if it's a local truck driver, he's not driving across the country. So that means he has what? to only drive locally. So how am I going to fork you if you're not in my local area? Uh, Brian, I'm just asking questions. Also known as Triple Pack of Delight Day. Get the D straight to your face. Just take the D to the face, find it, and calm, balance, and delight yourself. Uh, Jeannie has been using Delight. Oh, my God. Uh, meet me at the rest stop. Uh, Jeannie, you have been doing amazing things with the dogs, and she sends me pictures. And When I get a chance, I, re I go through and check them all out. She is amazing at what she does with helping dogs and foster dogs. And um, it, it's one of these things where I love seeing people benefit from this. I had CK Ford reach out to me and say she needs another box. I've had other people reach out. I have to say, I need to send you a new one. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to see Jeannie. But I say all of this because... We are a community and seeing you guys see the benefits of this product makes me happy because it's not me. 
It's you putting your positivity into what you're putting into your, your pets, into what you're putting into yourself and into what you're putting into you. And this is not me making a commercial. This is me thanking those who have taken like that first step in seeing the amazing things that's in them. Now, speaking of things that are in people, let's bring in Brett. <laughs> Brett, uh, uh, speaking of, let's get into someone. Brett, how you doing, my friend? <laughs> Brett's the lucky winner. This is my favorite Brett moment of the day. Every time we bring him in, he forgets he's muted, and we just let him go. Brett, what's your favorite thing about life? <laughs> really? I didn't know this about you. Oh, there he is. Oh, there we go. <laughs> We must like have a competition on how long it's going to take Brett to realize he's muted. We're going to just hit a timer and have a timer going. He will, and we're just going to start keep asking questions. He's going to be like, you guys are assholes. You kept yeah, in the like, right. Jesus Christ, don't you ever listen to me? <laughs> no, we just mute you. <laughs> the best part, we're, we, we can watch the show. And know when you unmute yourself and then just keep muting you and drive you nuts. That might be fun for me to watch. I, I would laugh at that. Um, <laughs> Brett, that's what I, most people do anyhow when they're listening to me. Muted <laughs> breaths are the name of my next. <laughs> I love it. Muted <laughs> breath is the name of my next death metal band. And then good morning, Brett. I love that. How many what subs? I'm for- glad to see that you've made it up north and you're doing hopefully better all right i'll make you guys a deal ready by december 1st that way it's 10 days okay 10 days from now actually it's eight days from now i was gonna say if we can hit 425 that's literally 30 subscribers 33 subscribers 34 subscribers sorry my math is off 34 (laughs) subscribers I will personally buy pink beard dye and have it shipped to Brett and Brett will dye his beard pink just for 425 subscribers by December 1st. Four, two, five. Pink beard. Deal, Brett? I will do it. Deal. 425. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, I, is hot pink. Deal. Hot pink. Hot pink. Hot pink. How do you think we're going for? Hot pink. Hot pink. By December 1st, okay, a hot pink beard will be Brett's beard, but we have to have 425 subscribers by November, by December, de- December no, 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 1st. No, Brian, legal beard. <laughs> Brian's going to have 30 <laughs> burner accounts. Uh, but, uh, between both Brian's and Fernando, Fernando is just going to send a text message to his closest family members and we can have 425 <laughs> new subscribers. Yeah. Good morning, you sexy son of a bitch, you. I'm so glad you're here, Fernando, you hot stuff. I love you, buddy. Um, if we hit 395, Brian and I will hold Brett down and tiger stripe his beard in pink and purple. <laughs> I like pink that. and purple. I like that. pink and purple. That's fine. So at 395 by the end of the show. If we're at 395 by the end of the show without burner accounts, making it like if you have a second account already, that's cool. If not, 395 end of the show, I will let I will I will work with Brett to get his beard dyed. 
some new color instead of gray because he's going to look younger. And that's the problem is if we're going to make him look younger by making it like maybe purple is three ninety five by the end of the show. But if we get to four twenty five by by first by December first, four hundred and twenty five, Brett will dye his beard pink. That's the deal. Brett, I, I want to thank makes you. Me look skinnier. Ah, uh, that's called pink. <laughs> okay. But you're putting your man card uh, in danger, Brett. No, you're not. Look at me. I'm wearing pink right now. You know what you do? You dye it with pride. You say, that's right. I'm here. I'm here with pride. Absolutely. I'm here. Pink. Hot pink. And Brett, I want you to know how much I appreciate that. You come in and you bring a different energy. As you know, you let us lean in on picking on you. And 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 you we do it in a fun way. Like epic Breck moment of not unmuting. It's just funny and it works out and thank you. But you lead in your own way. And I want to say your way of leadership is, is, is awesome because you lead with a way of helping others. Even when the rest of us sometimes fall short, that's where you turn around and say, all right, so let's quit the bullshit and let's look at what we need to get done. It's like Britt. Britt does the same thing in her leadership. You guys just do it in different ways. Where Elsa, on the other hand, is like, hey, look, I don't wear a bra. Look at my boobies. And I'm like, oh, everybody focuses now. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> right? And she, I, I, make a, I make an inappropriate joke. And she's, she, I make an inappropriate joke. And she's going, at the same time. <laughs> Lip balm. Yeah. Why are you licking it? It's lip balm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who, who doesn't wear does... a bra? Not me. I'm wearing a bra. That's why I look behind me. I do not know who he's talking. <laughs> I don't wear a bra. I stopped wearing one like a month ago. And let me tell you, my man boobs have repositioned themselves back up to where they're supposed to be. They pop more vibrantly than ever before. They don't bounce around in my face when I'm running anymore. It's wonderful. Well, and I got that typical old man thing. My chest now... Dropped into my drawers. <laughs> Have you ever seen That's Bad Grandpa? So many levels. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Bad Grandpa? Yes. I have. And it's so the and scene where they go to the male strip club is actually shot in Cleveland, Ohio. No joke. <laughs> and what's funny about that is... Them putting those fake testicles flying all over the place and all that. All I could see is Brett going to a strip club and be like, ah, dancing on people like Bad Grandpa with a pink beard. And he's like, these fake testicles going all over. He's like, don't worry, I'm brawless. You're going to be locked up by the end of the afternoon if you guys do something like that. Delight-infused nut bras. I love, actually, there is a pair of underwear for men. It's called the the ball hammock. Okay, you literally put these on and if your underwear has a drawstring on it and you put your your cojones inside this underwear and then you pull the drawstring when you need to adjust so you don't ever look like you're adjusting yourself. I just got holes in my pockets. It's easier. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Well played. I love that. Oh, my God. That was well played. Well played. And. No bra. It's no bra day. We're all not wearing I love it. So, Brett, I'm going to grab myself my coffee really quick. 
would you do me a favor and I want you to tell everybody about your leadership assessment and why like Rip Rat did it recently and holes in pockets for a bra. That's right, Jeannie. Don't be confused by that. We love our holy pocket bras. So I want you to tell everybody about your assessment and just a fun, quick example. Like Britt just did hers. I know Ilsa's done hers and I've done mine. Mine came back. I'm crazy. But the rest of us have some interesting things. Can you tell us about why those assessments and what's connecting them and why your role in what we're doing actually plays a good role? BRB. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, that was something that I was going to talk about today anyhow, because um, I prepared. is based on four primary energies. And those energies are tied to the seasons of the year, spring, summer, winter, and fall. So Brandon, like he talked about, he's a creator. That's a dynamo energy. That's a, that's a springtime energy. And, and um, Ilsa has kind of got that, but she's also got some summer energy. So real hot, which is obvious because you can see she's really hot. <laughs> and then there's, there's temple energy, which is more like fall, and steel energy, which is really about kind of winter. Well, we're about to change seasons, right? We're about in the northern hemisphere. We're about to go from fall into winter. And in south hemisphere, in the southern hemisphere, they're about ready to go from winter into spring, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or spring into summer, I should say, really, spring into summer. So um, we're also experiencing that same thing from a global perspective. Right now, we're kind of still in the winter. Winter being the time when everybody kind of hunkers down, they get stuck inside, kind of like these things that are happening around the world where people are being locked into their house again. We're, yeah. we're going to continue to go through that cycle for a little while longer in the winter cycle. But each one of our energies actually thrives in a different season. My energy is more of a steel energy. So my energy normally thrives in a winter type environment, meaning when businesses are, are starting to really focus on their costs as opposed to maybe their sales, that's when the steel energy comes into play. You're looking at all the details, trying to cut out all the costs, all those types of things. And the same thing in life. When when you're in the steel part of your life, you're kind of going back internally and trying to figure things out and work things out and get things squared away. So when springtime comes around, you're feeling like you're prepared, you're ready to plant new seeds. Mm. Um, so what so, you're saying is because of us being in different hemispheres and different energies is why this can work so well is Brandon being a spring energy, but it's winter here right now. Elsa being in her spring going into summer is providing that energy back to where we are here and why her and I's energies work well together. Is that kind of where you're going or am I well, completely that, yeah, in left field? That's why you really want to have that kind of balanced energy on your team. You really want to go around the, the talent dynamic square uh, because you want to have people that thrive in different seasons because hmm. 
businesses go through different seasons. Right now, delight is really still kind of in springtime. It's the creativeness. It's trying to get the word out. It's moving somewhat into the summertime when you're really trying to gather a lot of uh, momentum and get more yes. and more people to buy into it because the concept of delight and delight digital cafe are now becoming established. So now it's mm -hmm. a matter of getting more and more people to understand what it is that delight is all about and get more people to follow it. And that's when we're moving into the summertime, the people time, bring more people in, start piling on more people. You're looking for your top end uh, revenue if you're looking at it from a business perspective, build that top end revenue. Don't focus so much on the costs of it. Focus on generating more and more revenue and getting people to buy in and follow and be followers or be your loyal customers. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where we're, we're moving in terms of delight. And then once you've got a bunch of customers now you want to make sure you also focus on keeping those customers, servicing those customers. That's more of your fall type energy because you've okay. got, you've now grown your, if, if you want to look at it from uh, even a crop, you know, like growing something in your garden, springtime is when you plant your seeds. It's when you get everything ready and, and the springtime is just waiting for the sun to really shine and come through and really grow the plants. Summertime is your blaze energy. That's your supporter. That's that's um, the part where you're really watching the crops grow. In the fall time, you harvest those. You service them. You make sure that you maintain them. And then in the winter time is when you store them and when you start preparing again for the next year. Well, we have that whole thing going. Um, in, in terms of our lives as well. And we really need to understand where we come from so that we don't freak out because we're seeing the world a bit differently than others. Right. When, when it's winter time in, in say the world, when we're being told that we have to stay in our house, when we have to cover our face, when we have to really hunker down, that doesn't bother me so much because I'm steel energy. I'm more internal, but people more like Ilsa, especially and in the blaze energy, they're blaze. like, oh, shit, I can, it's very difficult to handle this time of the season in the world because they're people, people, they, they need to connect. They need to get out. They need to, that physical connection is really important. And when mm -hmm. you're tying them into their house and you're making them put masks on and that kind of stuff, it's much more difficult for blaze energy, the summertime energy, in, when we're in a winter time of the world. Does that make sense? Yes, 100%. So what you're saying is that when we're in winter, it's it's good to have people on your team who are in summer energy uh, just like they balance out in business as well. Well, when, when we're in winter in terms of the world, it's good to know who the winter people are like myself. 
I can thrive in the winter. I can thrive by myself. It's the summertime people that are having maybe the hardest time coping with this lockdown stuff and all that because they can't get out and do what they normally do to generate their energy. So that is what um, I'm talking about in terms of balance. So when one, when the business cycle or when the world cycle is doing one thing, you want to make sure you have people that thrive in that so they can help the others to get through the, the tough part of the world season for them and vice versa when the seasons change. I want right. Yeah, my I'm listening, and then I saw Jeannie sent me a message at, on Facebook, and I, I I had to see the dog that she sent me. I, I'm oh. sorry, the ADD kicked in there. It's no. a, the dog got hit five times by five different cars, so my ADD didn't just kick in. It Ooh. was like, yeah, like it's been that poor dog. I saw that message, and I was like, wait, what? And had to go over there. So yeah, so well, all right. So let's go into this really quick because I want to make sure we talk about this because our guest today is a healer. She is from, I, I've been, I looked her up this morning. I got into her stuff last night, so I'd be ready for today. And it's one of these things where I think that it's amazing how the universe aligns things from Brett doing his leadership stuff. Like right now, this is Brett's time to shine. He helps us make sure we stay focused. He helps the logistics side. The bullshit that I hate, the things that I suck at, Brett is ex excelling at. And I have to go sit, like I was talking to them before the show. And the creative mind of Brandon has to be retoned in with the business mindset and the speaking engagements that I'm getting hired for and all that. So that way the business is able to run and let people like Brett, Elsa, Fernando, Brian, all uh, Brent, all of them stand out in their attributes without having someone like me overshine them. It's letting them have their own energy. And because this isn't where I'm refueling Brandon by being at these classes, it's helping that creative energy to pour into the future where Brett's energy right now is exploding. And he's able, he's, he's exploded all over everything and everyone, just like I expect. <laughs> and he's, Ilsa didn't even catch that. And I'm the bald Way one. over. That was good. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> buddy. I just, I look at this and I think how, I think how funny it is that you, the alignment of the universe with what we have coming up and how your leadership stuff that you're teaching is something I needed to learn about more of because of the fact I see how Fernando, how Brian, how Elsa fit. And then nobody understands sometimes why you fit a very interesting part of this whole thing, meaning Brett. And Brett's role is one where he literally is breaking barriers for me and myself because of his energy he brings. And I have to let go of certain things to let Brett be Brett. And just like Elsa, I had to understand a few things and let Elsa be Ilsa. And for all of it, uh, it's one of these things where I'm learning the energies and how they flow in a circle, like Jaybird said. And it's important for all that. And I'm sorry, we got to say hi. Mandy Atterbury, it is so good to see Hello, you, girl. Mandy. I hope you're doing wonderful. Mandy, Mandy. But it is. I'm only here for the comic relief. Well, then let's do it. Hey, Jeannie. Let's laugh. About you still need I'm, to reach out to me, Jeannie. I need uh -oh, your email. Jean uh oh, Jeannie! Oh, she won the last assessment. She did win the last assessment. Yeah, 
that there's her name for Facebook, buddy. Go find her on Facebook right did. now. And we send her a message right now. Jeannie, you are the most had some challenges that she's going. She said, I sent the email. When she said, don't right, put me on. You sent the email. I haven't. Don't found put it. me on blast. She's like, don't put me on blast, Brett. Man, and then she puts her email here for you. I oh, absolutely. Jeannie, you cracked me the hell up. Well done. <laughs> Come on in. Somebody's here. Ooh, is that maybe Ryan? I don't know. Hold on, let me see. Oh. I don't know. We'll find out in a minute. If I all of a sudden get mobbed and somebody kills me, say... 911, do you have an emergency? What's your address? Give us your address. <laughs> they go to it, it, with your address. Uh, Jeannie, do you need I'll me to open the, the door? To you today. Did your dad catch you with the pots? <laughs> he, go, he texts me today and goes, we're on the phone and Ryan goes, hey, Brandon... Do you have any pots or pans yet at your house? And I'm like, no, I still have to do that shopping. I also don't even have a spatula. And he's did like, he, Did he say have pots or pot? I have pot. I don't have pots. Right. Oh, it's the great Jew bear. I love it. <laughs> it. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a special segment of Delight Cafe. It's cooking with Jew. He's on that side. Where is he now? He walked around. He's he's over here now. He's going into the kitchen. He's actually making my breakfast, and I'm honored because I don't know if you guys know this. Him and I met by me being my restaurants and cooking. Ryan all of a sudden would come in when he was in school, and oh, that's kind of scary. Like I'm gonna just move over this way while. <laughs> Don't worry. So, are you getting mugged? Are you getting mugged? Do we need to? It's, a, it's a partial. It's a partial mugging. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a voluntary mugging. He's he's I not mugging. Feed me, then go. <laughs> I have a uh, hangers right here, or you can put it right there. So Ryan is he wherever you feel comfortable, sexy. He is such a big man that that's why we call him the Jew Bear. Like if when you guys all meet Ryan and he shakes your hand, prepare to act like you're meeting Shaquille O'Neal because his hand just <laughs> involves all of you. It's like you're like, oh, where'd my hand go? He's just amazing. Uh, Elsom has what, some what cooking, cooking in the background. Oh no, that's uh, Laurie's hand. She's busy cleaning. There's no time for cooking. She must clean the house while I work. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but, but I do not have a personal chef. I have friends that come over that want to talk business after we get done with things, and that's what makes my friends absolutely the most adorable human Jew, human Jew bears in the world. You can't. <laughs> As he's walking out the door, he just stops and shakes his head. I love it. But yes, I love it. Jay can't mug the willing. That's right, Jay Bird. <laughs> can't uh, mug the willy? You can't mug <laughs> the willing. Oh, willy. It, it, oh, I thought you said willy. <laughs> Elsa, do you have someone cooking in the background? I don't. It was Auri. She was busy cleaning. She took something yeah, and she took it in, in the room. Outstanding. Yeah, so Jeannie, I wish I, I had somebody to cook it for me. Okay, we know where Jeannie's coming from now. <laughs> I, I hope our guest today, because they just popped in, and her name is Melanie. It is absolutely the first time I've ever seen it spelled like this, so I'm honored. She is the first Melanie I am meeting like this. Uh, M-E-L-A-N-Y, adorably spelled. Uh, we have her Instagram, her Facebook, her webpage. She's going to talk to us about healing. 
And this is the time of year that I think this is essential. I think this is a very big thing because a lot of people are dealing with family issues. <laughs> Kosher salt. I told you, the great Jew bear. <laughs> is that all they needed? No, a- he's, gonna do, he's showing you one by one what he's taking out of his bag. I'm, I'm laughing. And he's going in and out of the kitchen. I love this. He's just like, yo, this is what's next. Um, but she's going to be talking to us about healing. And I think this is a very important topic we need to talk about now because of the fact that there are so many people out there that... So the holiday season in the U.S., we're going to be having Thanksgiving. For me, I'm going to be honest, it is a trigger, and that's why I'm, I I hate the holidays. But I love my family, but they're the reason I have trauma. And I have but to be able to heal. Right? Like, we all have that. I'm just being yeah. honest with mine and putting it out there on blast. By, by the way, my family... My family never watches the show just because they're busy. But my favorite thing ever is I made jokes yesterday and they watched the first 10 minutes of the show and I've received multiple messages about how mean I am. And I'm like, did you watch the whole show? No, then you don't have a right. Right. Like, don't get through the whole thing. Yeah. Keep it in the comment sections. Like, (laughs) but I am honored that we have a guest coming on today. That is, we have our leadership coach with Brett. We have our cooking with Jew right here coming over. Which side Jew is right now? (laughs) Hi, guys. This is Ryan. He is coming in to just 100%. Ooh, he's going to feed me. Mm. Oh my God, cheese! I love cheese. I'm jealous. that. I, I'm I'm watching our guest in the background just smile and that's, laugh that's like cold cheese. Oh I also God, want cheese. I'll repeat these. Somebody, I'll want cheese. I made at home for you. He made this goat cheese at home. <laughs> like, we, we just go to the shops and buy ours. And you ask me, South Africa's got shops? Um, I'm sitting. He's a large human. This, this Believe it or- that's going on here, as you can tell, Brandon's all over the place again, which is normal. And what, <laughs> what we're talking about is healing. And what we're going to tie this together with what I was just saying is that yeah. winter time is actually a healing time. It's a I'm time sorry. when you get to come back and reintegrate with yourself in order to be ready for springtime. Now, Brandon is springtime, so he's like jumping out of his seed. Or, well, maybe that's usually why I stand. (laughs) That's usually why I stand is it balances me. But like my knees have been so bad lately, I've been sitting and trying to keep myself like, all right, Brandon, breathe, focus. Okay, you're doing good. Your body's trying to say, hey, we need to, we need to relax. We need to get in shape because you got this big thing coming up with the NBA. And you, you better be in great physical condition because you're going to be running like crazy when that comes around. The next few months of mine, I have to be balanced. And it, it sets me up for a lot. And that's why building the right team, building the right foundation has been essential for the last few years. Um, I, I'm, I'm super excited. And the reason I'm excited for our guest is she knows nothing about me. And I and like that because because of that. I, she probably wouldn't have come on otherwise, let's be honest. Um, and I just 100%, I, I, I love what she does because I've gone to Reiki. I've been doing Reiki for two years now. It led me to hypnosis therapy. It's led me to multiple different areas of my life that I've been going to therapy since a kid. 
like a kid kid. And now I'm like an adult and I'm in my third, late thirties and kid. I'm an adult child in a body that needs a lot more tuning still. But I say that because I'm without doing the last year of hypnotherapy, I don't think I would be where I am today. And I say that with complete, like, this is a very serious thing for me. This is a thing where I've been healing childhood traumas and working on this in my life. And to have a guest come on that does this and talk about it in a most professional of ways, I, I am ecstatic. And to have our leadership coach on explaining what we're doing and why this is such a big thing, I 100% am grateful and excited for this. So Brett, you have one minute to tell us anything you want to end yourself with. Um, oh, and Mandy, congratulations. I'm so happy. Jeez. Oh, wow, Mandy. That's amazing. I'm so happy. That's awesome. Mandy. That, yes. I'm thankful for that. Thankful for Mandy. That is awesome. Well done. Have you been Sorry, doing I'm your personal branding? I have. And what you cannot see is my meditation yoga area is directly behind the camera. So if I turned it around, I could do that and show you guys. But right now we're not doing that. It's not my time to focus on Brandon. <laughs> so just it's time to have it, fun. It's also because I'm, I'm there's paint cans over there. I'm still designing my house. As soon as it's done, don't worry. We'll do an MTV Cribs episode and walk through my, my house and be like, yo, here's my chalkboard wall. Go change the world. <laughs> like stuff like that. Like I got us, guys. So my Brett, media room, my podcast room, I got everything. My, my <laughs> podcast room. This is my podcast room. It's also in some countries called a living room. I don't <laughs> call it that anymore. What do you want to do with so, the living room? Nothing. We're guys. Stop ADG swirling me. I'm trying to finish Brett. I'm trying to stay focused for one minute. It's trying to change. finish me. Come on. I need to be. Finished. I'm trying to finish. All I want to do is finish Brett off. I need to give him his. Oh my God. I can't keep going like that. So Brett, take us to your point, And then Elsa's going to read the bio before we have our guests come on. And Elsa pees her pan laughing. <laughs> okay. Well, just. Everybody remember that we all have our own natural innate energy. And again, it's tied to the seasons and, and there's many cycles that go on simultaneously. There's bigger cycles in the universe. There's world type cycles. There's cultural <laughs> cycles. There's individual cycles. And as each one of those, as each one of those are going on, sometimes they're going to affect us more significantly than others, especially when winter in the universe ties with winter in the world, ties with winter and culture ties with winter in yourself. Now you're way into winter, which would be great for me, but would be terrible for Ilsa. So, but also remember that seasons change. So it's a matter of recognizing where we are with our natural energies, where the cycles are within our lives, within our businesses, within the world. And how we interact with those different seasons. And then we can recognize where we need to kind of hold back, recognize, okay, this is not necessarily my best time of the year. So what can I focus on that's going to prepare me for the next season that's coming around? Because they will come around just like spring, summer, winter, and fall. So as we're going into winter here in the Northern Hemisphere and, and uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, they're going into summer. Uh, in the southern hemisphere, they're going into summer. I guess I, I don't know what I'm saying, but 
it seasons change. So and I'm just as used to say when I lived in Illinois, if you don't like the weather now, give it five minutes and the weather is going to change. And you can enjoy different parts of the weather in different ways. And so recognize, and, and the best thing is to recognize where we are. Once we know where we are, we can deal with all these other seasons. It's when we don't really recognize when we are, where we are, and what our natural energies are, that we really get confused and frustrated and, and try to lash out when it's not really our time of the, the, the year, our time of the season. And uh, it can be very frustrating for some, and then you can't understand why others are, are happy or thriving. That's when things can get really askew unless you really understand how we relate to each other. Thank you, Brett. What a what? Very well said. Love you, brother. Uh, Elsa, will you tell us about our guest today, Miss Melanie Oliver, and the amazing things that she's doing in this world and how she's making it a better place one minute at a time? This is one of the bios that made me so happy when I read it. <laughs> uh, we are interviewing Melanie Oliver. Uh, she has a, a bachelor's science degree in complementary therapies focused on health science from the University of Westminster, London. Prior to this, I also completed the VCTC diploma in complementary therapies at Seoul. Soliul College, Birmingham, and was nominated as a Holistic Therapist Student of the Year. I started my career as a holistic and complementary therapist using more natural approaches to healing, including aromatherapy, craniosacral therapy, shiatsu, reflexology, looking at the environmental stress, lifestyle, reiki, sports massage and therapy, and other holistic therapies to treat clients with all sorts of conditions. Since my graduation, I continue to learn more tools and techniques to further develop my skills, attending numerous training and seminars, including NLP practitioner, hypnotherapy practitioner, Feng Shui practitioner, Reiki master and teacher, young psych psychoanalysis seminars, amongst many other mind, body and energy healing techniques. I have been working as a holistic therapist, spiritual guide, inner work, emotional empowerment, and trauma healing coach for around 15 years now. After a decade of working with hundreds of women and noticing <coughs> my apologies, and noticing how emotions affect people's health and impact their lives, I now specialize in helping women who suffer from deep emotional wounds and are wounded by their childhood traumas and past negative relationships, heal themselves and open themselves to love so that they can live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Hi, my name is Brandon, and over the past year, the Delay Cafe team and I traveled across the U.S. researching this rapidly growing industry of CBD. What we have found throughout the industry were products that were inconsistent in dosage and used ingredients that weren't even lab tested. Products with chalky textures, bitter aftertaste, and worst of all, confusion among the CBD consumers. That's why we created Delight Cafe. A 15 milligram lab-tested, all-natural, water-soluble hemp CBD powder pack. It's odorless, colorless, and tasteless. Add it to your favorite drink of choice wherever, whenever, on the go. Quickly find your calm, your balance, 
your delight when you dance. Oop, let's do that. There we go. Miss Melanie, it is <laughs> such an honor to meet you. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you for inviting me on here. Absolutely. Now, you are in London right now, correct? I'm in Dubai. You're you're in Dubai. How did yeah. you end up in Dubai? Like I, 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 <laughs> You're the second person this week that's thought that. I studied in London, but I live in Dubai. I grew up here. Really? Oh, so yeah. I, I think that is incredible. Now, all right, Dubai, uh, I, it totally changes my question. <laughs> I, uh, with with COVID going on, how are you how are the restrictions? How are things going? And how are you noticing people reacting to it um, with the stress and the anxiety of life? I, I know what's going on in the EU better than Dubai. So you're going to be teaching me now. Yeah. Well, actually, I think that um, before I used to, used to think that, um, you know, we live in a little bubble here. But now seeing what's everything, everything that's going on in, in the US and Europe, I actually feel that things are actually kind of normal here. Um, you know, we just have to wear masks and social distance and, and that's it. Everyone's just sort of carrying on. There's no, we haven't had a lockdown since last year. We only had one major lockdown and um, yeah, it's been, it's great over here. <laughs> Everybody's coming to Dubai. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm speaking there in January. Maybe I need to just move there, you know, like just let's, let's just keep me in Dubai. I think that sounds like a lot more fun for me. Um, yeah. So, Melanie, right off the bat, tell us how you got into this and why this is something you really wanted to make your profession. Um, so I guess um, the biggest influence was, was throughout my childhood. I was born in Salvador in Bahia in Brazil, which is in the northeast. My mother's family is from there. Um, I lived there until I was about five, and then we moved to Dubai, but we used to go back every summer. And in Bahia, it's, it's very uh, occult. You know, there's lots of rituals, and, and there's lots of, um, you know, I used to, my grandmother used to clear my energies with plants, and I used to get taken to, like, witch doctors and um there's something called espiritismo. It's not spirituality like in the Western world, but it's more of a philosophy of life. Um, by I was mainly introduced by um, um, the, a guy named Alan Kahdeki, who's a, a medium, and um, through his philosophies, we, you know, held like in the English. It's, it's the equivalent to like seances, but it's not really seances like you see in the movies. It's a little bit different. Um, so they have these spiritual centers in every corner and you go there to see psychic doctors and get energy cleanses and stuff like that. So throughout my whole of my childhood, that's what I was sort of exposed to. And so when I started to um, suffer from depression and suicidal ideation and, you know, self-sabotaging patterns throughout my teens, um, naturally, that's kind of what I was um, drawn to because in my mind, that was healing. You know, I, I wouldn't think to go to a, a doctor or a psychologist. Like even when I was a child, when I had nightmares or something, I would get taken to see a spirit doctor <laughs> rather than, you know, the orthodox way. So um, this, I think, left a big imprint um, in me. And when I decided to go to uni, I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. So I took a gap year. 
And um, while I was traveling, um, firstly, I, I did go back to Brazil for a little while. And that's where I learned Reiki when I was 18. And then I went to Thailand and learned, you know, Thai yoga uh, massage. And I learned about Thai herbal massage and started learning about herbs. And then I went to Sri Lanka. And, and, and so I was learning about all these different types of natural therapies. And that's kind of what led me to think about more academic courses in holistic and complementary therapies. So then I discovered um, the the um, diploma and uh, the degree in uh, um, Bachelor of Science, Health Sciences and Complementary Therapies, although I did have to go to college first to get the diploma because I needed biochemistry to get in. Um, and that's kind of what led me into, you know, the holistic therapy field. Um, but actually, I know that you mentioned you did Reiki and all sorts of other stuff. Um, but now what I focus on is really helping people process and heal their emotions. Because after doing everything and all the new age healing stuff, what I realize is that it's emotions that um, keep people stuck in patterns. So that's kind of it in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> Why, why do you think people struggle to deal with their emotions? Why do you think that is? Uh, mainly because we're not taught. You know, I wasn't taught by my parents. I wasn't taught at mm. school. I know that now schools are teaching it to kids, you know, emotional education. But in, in my time, you know, I was um, taught to suppress them. I was punished, you know, for crying or I'll give you something to cry about and things like that. So I was taught to suppress and repress all of my emotions. And I think that um, a lot of people, whether they realize it or not, were taught the same. You know, so we, by actually feeling our emotions, we're going against our own conditioning. We're going against our own programming. So I think there's, there's a lot of resistance there initially because of that, if that makes sense. It does, it does. With that being like uh, said, it I think a lot of people don't even realize they're functioning out of almost a survival mode, like you were stating. And I've seen that for myself. And I'm curious, when you see that with your clients, it's easy from an outsider to see it and be like, oh, you're fucked up because of your mom yeah. and dad. That's easy. But like, how do you, how does it help them? How do you help them see that they're in a survival mode and then how can you how do you open their eyes to building up a new foundation for themselves um that's a good question it really depends on their level of awareness um because if i, I get clients that are already aware that obviously they had childhood traumas and all of that but if for example i had a client um not long ago um that she came to me because she had uh, severe anxiety and depression and um, panic attacks and all of that and immediately I know that that's a sign of you know trauma and unprocessed emotional wounds and when I sort of suggested and hinted she immediately went into defense mode so sometimes I test the water and just see where they, they're at um, so with her for example I had to go about it very gently I didn't bring it up again I just helped her to process the top layer emotion and by doing that and working, not directly telling her, but just guiding her how to process each emotion, like step by step and giving her homework and things to reflect about, things to journal about. Eventually, she came to her own realization and she started to, the more that she processed her emotional wounds, the more that she became aware and started having memories. And eventually, you know, I think it was four months in, she 
owned up to the fact that she was actually beaten a lot by her mother and was abused by her mother. Um, but before, when she started, she was in complete denial because I asked her, you know, you know, how's your childhood? That's obviously one of my first questions. And immediately she's like, oh, I had, you know, a happy childhood. And I smiled, of course, and just, you know, took a step back. So if, if there is a lot of resistance and denial, I go the long way around. And that's okay, you know, that's just what they need. And just be very gentle and guide them, give them a lot of things to reflect on. But really, it's about teaching them how to process their emotions. Because when you process the emotion, you will have your own realizations. You know, you will have the memories will start to appear. And then obviously, once she started to have these realizations, then we can start doing the deep work, you know, the deep, real inner work. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually with Brian here. Um, I also grew up with very strict parents and you weren't allowed to cry and you weren't allowed to, 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 to express your emotions. You were supposed to just keep quiet and not say anything. How do we as parents make sure that we don't do that to our kids? How can we approach that so we do not, that, so that we teach our kids to deal with their emotions and not suppress it? The first thing that I would recommend is to heal your own wounds. Because otherwise you actually, um, you will react, you know, through emotionally and sometimes you won't mean it. It's a reaction, mm. right? And, and, and then you can apologize. But if the emotion is still within you, what you need to understand is that you are projecting that onto your children unconsciously. So you can talk and tell your kids and teach them through talk, but they won't believe you because they feel differently. They feel things unconsciously. And I've had, I can give you an example. Um, so I've, I was working with a client who um, her kid was have, throwing tantrums at certain things, but actually it was the mother's denied anger. So um, as soon as we process the mother's denied anger, and when you deny an emotion and you suppress it, you actually project that onto your kids, whether you want to or not. It's just that's what happens, whether it's your kids or, or the world. Um, and as soon as we started to process her anger and she just basically owned her anger, the kids stopped throwing tantrums. Obviously, there were different um, uh, occasions because we have different, many different wounds. But in this particular scenario, the kid just completely stopped throwing tantrums. And it was all because the mother took ownership of her anger and stopped denying it. And I think when you come out of an abusive relationship um, and that kind of things, dealing with that is difficult when you have kids as well um, to deal with their emotions as well. Because I know when I got divorced and, 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 and it was a, not a very pretty divorce, my daughter acted out quite often and everything yes. and, and, and and setting up boundaries with them and, and 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 like you said not denying your own anger but 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 not reflecting it on them or or, or damaging them even further with with, yeah. with um the, the 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 bad breakup yeah and with kids it's tricky because also you have the fathers you have both parents denied emotions so it's not just yours it's you know the fathers as well but what i'll say is if the child is acting out in front of you when the father is not there, then that's your emotion. Yeah, that's your trigger. That's something within you that you need to look at. You know, and very often I've seen, um, I had another client where, um, I can't remember whether it was eczema. I think it was eczema. And um, the child had suffered from eczema and it was basically, basically the mother's denied grief. 
And as soon as the mother really processed her grief, the eczema and the child disappeared. Yeah. And, 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 and most parents, they think that the child is something separate from them. But what you need to understand is that, you know, the child uh, picks up emotions from conception. So when the baby is in the womb, it's already feeling you. It feels all of your emotions. And this is why I believe that the mother wound goes way deeper than the father wound, because, you know, you're in your mother's womb for nine months and you're picking up all of her feelings and emotions. Um, and obviously there's the father too, but, you know, being inside the mother wound, you pick up all the judgments and all her de denied emotions and everything. Um, and that's, that is imprinted in your consciousness. Um, so, yeah, sorry, I don't know if I just went off track No, I, 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 you're opening the door to a lot more questions that I think people are going to have. Um, I received a message from somebody who doesn't want to write their question publicly, but they were curious. Do you work with people that maybe have special needs like autism and stuff like that? Or is that like a – is there – He's asking, do you connect with people who have special needs and are they able to receive uh, connections and help with their traumas in life? Uh, I personally don't. I haven't. Um, but I will say it depends. I, I do believe that it can be healed because I believe that any child that is born with a condition or a disease or something, this is all due to generations of wounding and trauma that the parents haven't healed and it just gets passed on and passed on and passed on and then obviously somewhere down the line a child is born with all of these conditions but i honestly believe that it's due to unhealed and unprocessed emotions that gets passed on through the genes um and eventually it has to manifest somehow but if the parent starts to work on their emotional wounds and their childhood traumas i believe that the child that has autism can be healed but obviously it has to be both parents, right? You have to have both parents working on so themselves. Let's say I'm, I'm going to use myself as the example just because it makes it easy and you can pick on me and I won't care. I'll, I'll make a joke with you so we help people. But my parents, if they don't want to go and this is all blah, 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 and they stick to whatever in their beliefs, if I'm healing my childhood traumas and working on that, is it possible to heal family wounds with people who are still here? Meaning like my mom and dad, even if they don't want to, or is that where separations start to happen? Does that make sense? Uh, I think so. Do you mean that if you heal yourself, can you heal them? Yeah, that family. Yeah, like, yes. like you were saying, exactly. Like vice versa of the mom working on it and her kid not having eczema anymore me working on myself makes my mom stop wanting to throw lit candles at my head, something like that. <laughs> yes, to, to a certain extent. Um, you, wor you working on yourself would have more of an impact on your children because you won't pass that on. Um, and you will notice that, um, yes, your mother may not react in certain ways with you when you heal you know, your emotional wounds. Not always, um, but what, what what tends to happen, I, I, I can give myself as an example, um, you know, we have, we, we normally connect to our parents through our wounds, yeah, and we have these wounded uh, connections which we believe to be love, and we take on a lot of our parents' emotions because we fear not feeling loved from them, 
Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, so does. what tends to happen is people get scared to really to heal those wounds because then if they heal their wounds, they won't have a connection to their parents anymore. And um, what I've seen happen for myself and with clients I've worked with is all of a sudden the parents starts to either act out, start to push because they want to get hooked back onto that wound because you're not meeting their wounded needs anymore. You start to set boundaries, which, you know, how dare you set a boundary to your parent or, or you maybe you no longer need their acknowledgement. You know, I had that with my father where he, he even made a comment like you used to come to me for this and now you don't anymore because I didn't need his approval or acknowledgement anymore for certain things. So um, they start to point out and say that you've changed. And especially if it's a, a, a wounded connection, um, what I find is that if the parents are really not doing their inner work and they're not aware, they will actually try to get you hooked back back on by um, and by emotionally manipulating you, basically making you feel guilty. Oh, you're not you're ungrateful for everything that I've done. I had the whole Catholic thing going on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you need to forgive. And you need, and, and you need to, you know, um, just because I wanted to heal the relationship and I want to say, hey, these are my boundaries. And this is and basically it, it didn't go down well. <laughs> I was told that I was bitter and I was playing the victim and I was this, that and the other. And most people are not willing to go to those lengths to stand up for themselves. I was because I just mm. got to a point in my journey that, you know, I had to choose me. I just could not allow abuse anymore. And so I risked, I lost all my family basically at one point. Now there's still, there's a little bit of connection, a little bit with my father and my brother, but not so much with, with everyone else. Um, but um yeah, sorry, I lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> no, not at all. You are just saying my whole life, because I have been doing that for the past three years, cutting out family. I did not speak <laughs> to my mom and them at yeah. all, because when I started putting boundaries for the abuse and everything, they, they don't like it. Around and said, How can you not do this? This is not right. So I, I resonate with that completely and because of that and i know that um last week we had a discussion with our viewers and a lot of people are affected by sexual abuse yeah. and sexual abuse trauma is a big big thing to deal with what can what are some things that that that, that we as as victims from sexual abuse can do to start healing that trauma so that it doesn't affect our kids Wow, that's a, a big question. Um, so I was raped as well. So uh, I know, you know, I, I, I can resonate. I can feel that. I actually wrote a, a poem about it. It's if anyone wants to have a read of it or, or if you want to read it, read, read it one day to some of your listeners. And it took me a long time. And what happened with me was I a lot of the times we push down those emotions because we don't want to feel it. And um, with sexual abuse, for me, like I felt powerless and I blamed myself because I was drunk and I was in a place where I wasn't supposed to be right I, I snuck into some place and I went to some crazy party and then ended up uh, being raped so I blamed myself for many years and so um obviously and 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 feeling all that shame and everything I just shut it down so really the quickest thing that you can do the the quickest way to heal is to face it and not let it um not give it time because i always say that healing takes courage you know it's a decision a lot of people say that um 
I'm not ready to heal. And I did this. So basically it came back up. I forgot about it. I suppressed it so much that I actually forgot that this happened. I mean, how can you forget something like that, you know? And it came up um, in therapy when I was around 24. And I just broke down. I said, I'm not ready to heal this, to deal with it. And it came up again, like, you know, however many years later, I think when I was around 26 or 27. And then I was finally ready you know, to face it. Um, but one thing I'll say is that if it's coming up for you, you are ready. You just don't want to do it and you just don't resist. So I would highly recommend you get help because I wasn't able to do it without help. Um, and it's really about um, processing. Like for me, it was powerlessness. It was shame. And shame is really not an emotion you can process. You know, sh shame is you punishing yourself. Well, there's different types of shame. But in this case, I was punishing myself for being drunk and in some place that I wasn't meant to be. And I blamed myself. And it's really about getting beneath that emotion. And to get through shame, it's really to have compassion for mm. yourself. Mm -hmm. um, because shame can't um, exist there if, if you decide to have compassion for yourself. Um, so for me, it's also about self-forgiveness because I blame myself. Um, and then really um, knowing in your heart that that other person doesn't own you, mm. you know, um, and that you still have your soul. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and I, I think I wrote in one in, in the poem that I wrote, you know, um, yeah, you don't own me. I think of the song with that, you don't own me anymore. Um, I don't know that song. Oh, I'll send you the YouTube link of it after the show and all that. Now, I have to ask, it's, it, you have a question. I'm assuming you know him because he's new to us. Mr. Russell Garner right here. He says you're the best yeah. therapist in the world. Yeah, I but know. But then he asks, <laughs> can you explain the be with when it comes to the emotions, like being with the emotions? Yeah. Um, so a lot of the times when people have, let's say, top layer emotions, so anger, for example, because it's a classic, everybody gets angry and triggered. And very often what happens, you react to the anger. Yeah. And when you do that, you're not actually being with the emotion, you are reacting to it, you're defending the deeper wound. So the first thing is really about not judging the emotion not feeling justified in the emotion it's like i find this uh, a lot especially when it comes to anger and even hurt you know people feel justified in their anger or whatever emotion and when you feel justified you are identifying with that emotion you're not going to be able to process it if you're identified with it or if you're in judgment either off the emotion or off the person or all of that it's really about coming to a place of being the observer and, and, and maybe shifting your mindset, getting curious, like how interesting I'm angry about this. How interesting that I feel shame about this. And, and that kind of neutralizes a little bit um, your stance. And then it allows you to sit and feel it. And being with it, it's, it's really about feeling in your body. And uh, I find that a lot of people try to intellectualize the emotion. And they, they go into it too much and they end up getting stuck in the emotion. And, and processing emotions is about feeling it viscerally in your body. 
And what I have found over and over is every time I try to understand the lesson, you know, in my head, whenever I actually processed the emotion and I got to the other side, it was something completely different, nothing to do with what I was thinking before. Um, so being with it, it's about being present, about not judging the emotion or the situation. Um, I always use my breath, you know, to go back into my body. Um, and it's really about feeling it viscerally um, in your body. Um, and lastly, I will say, which a lot of people don't have, is the desire to feel the emotion. And yes, this is key. That, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. Because if you don't desire to feel the emotion, you're going to resist it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to fight it. And you're going to try to do it through force, through the ego, through you know willpower. And you're already fighting it if you're doing that. So it's about... And, and processing core emotions, like, I know it's not comfortable. I don't want to do this work, but I still have to do it, right? Um, so the more that you can get into the mindset of, I, of desiring to feel the emotion, no matter how painful and no matter how uncomfortable, the easier that you'll be able to actually process it. We've got some... That it does. Thank you so much for sharing that with us um, and sharing that it, it's that part of your past with our viewers to to help them we've got a question here from mandy and she says would you say if a person has forgiven the people who have done them wrong let me just put it there who have done them wrong to, who have done the wrong to them in the past and have let go of the badness that it would help them heal um that's a good question um especially when it comes to forgiveness um you know a lot of people want to forgive quickly. I did a video about this cheap forgiveness. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how many times we say in our heads, oh yeah, forgive them, I, I, I'm over it. And then, you know, four months later, that same person triggers you. <laughs> you know, you've not really forgiven them. And what I have found is that um, until you can actually get to a point where you genuinely love that person sorry my dogs are a bark i don't know if you can hear them um, i was gonna say you gotta get them in the shot i'm sorry, sorry? We're we are complete <laughs> dog lovers here if oh, they come in again get them in the shot with you I, we love dogs here i got two pit bulls i just had oh, my pit bull here like if you were on yesterday we would have had three pit bulls on the show at once <laughs> um i lost track of what i was saying so um uh yeah so uh if you're still about judging the person, yeah, about forgiveness. If you're still mm. judging the person, if you're still getting triggered by the same thing, you haven't forgiven. And if you haven't got to a point of genuinely loving that person, and this is what I found in my own journey. Like I always say, it took me like 10 years to start forgiving my mother. And, and I thought I forgave her, but then it took me five more years to actually love her. And, and, and it took me like 15 years. And I remember I was praying one day and it just came out of my soul. It came out of nowhere. I don't know where it came from. I, I had obviously been doing a lot of inner work. And then I just said in one of my prayers, like, I love you, mom. And I had never said that in my, I wasn't capable of saying that because, you know, she abused me for, for so long. Um, and in that moment, I actually received um, what I believe I received divine love. And it was so overwhelming for me. Um, 
I actually cried for like three hours. And every time I talked about it for some time, I would just burst into tears. And I felt in that moment that I really forgave her because I learned to love her. You know, I, ha I don't really have judgment. So if you can get to a point where you genuinely love and, and it's not codependent love or wounded love, I mean, it's genuine and you're not triggered, then yeah, you have forgiven. <laughs> So uh, first, I got to read this. This has got to be someone for you because this is amazing oh, yeah. compliment. Uh, Jelly says, jelly. I love... Uh, <laughs> Je do you call her Jelly Bean? Because that I was what I was about. Bean. I was about to be like, <laughs> so we're going to call this Jelly Bean just because I think it would be a perfect name for her. Um, I love working with Melanie. I have for years tried so many different types of healing. But truthfully, this is the only way I to actually heal and make lifelong or long make long life Aww. changes in your life. Very well said. Um, my you. question for this goes to we actually have quite a few people that watch these shows that are veterans and they deal with a lot of mental health issues that aren't looked at by veterans associations the same, such as PTSD and yeah. things that might not have come about because of family traumas, but just life traumas that they put that going to war, being in battle, doing things like that to the struggle of coming back and reinstating, reinstalling yourself into society. Do you work with patients that have PTSD? And if so, is there a way to control the energy, the episodes? Because when they're awake, they're okay, but there's nightmares at night. And I, I, I noticed after this comment went up, there was a few people that jumped in that said, like, I'm with you on that one. I've dealt with that, stuff like that. So I want to make sure I hit that point is, do you work with APTSD patients? And even if it's not military, is how do you see helping people in a way that is dealing with such traumas? And I'm going to have your website yeah. up at this as well, just so you know, that way you can keep talking and you see it. Sure. Um, so I would say not with war veterans, but, you know, if you experience childhood trauma, you have PTSD, you have CPTSD even, especially if you, even if it was, I don't want to say just because I don't want to dismiss, you know, emotional trauma or belittle it. But if you experience emotional trauma throughout your childhood, you have complex, you know, CPTSD. Um, so yes, I do. And, um, I work with them the same way that I work with everyone, which is to focus on processing their emotions. The only reason they're stuck in those traumas is because they haven't processed it emotionally. And, um, there are layers of emotions. So, um, and, and the more that you process your emotions at the causal level and, you know, processing emotions at the causal level is visceral. It's intense. And most people are not willing to go to that intensity emotionally um, and they resist. And the more that you do that, the less symptoms you will feel. And what I have found is that most people don't know how to process their emotions. So, for example, um, a lot of people think that just because they're crying, that's them processing their emotions. And that's not true. <laughs> um, you could be crying from a place of a victim. Um, which I did for many years because nobody told me. And when you're crying from the place of the victim, you're, again, you're reinforcing the trauma, actually. You are just crying out of um, your wounded ego and not accepting and resisting, and you're just reinforcing it. And very often what happens is you, um, that, that becomes an addiction. 
So even things like depression, anxiety, you know, suicidal ideation, these becomes these become emotions that you use to avoid the deeper trauma. And then you become addicted to these emotions to avoid the fear that you feel underneath and the deeper grief. Um, and it's about firstly learning how to process um, through the layers, basically. And this is where I find a lot of people get stuck. I'm not sure if that answered your question, but it's really about processing emotions. And this is why I focus on this so much because most people don't know how. They don't know how and they get confused. And there's so, so much misinformation um, about healing emotional wounds and processing emotions. And I see it very differently to even what's on, you know, what psychologists believe and, 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 and all of that. Um, I want, yeah. Sorry, I want to ask because Uncle Bob put it there um, and he says my PTSD is not combat related. It is the things I watched kill my wife. How do you deal with that kind of grief? How do you go past that? Because that's not forgiving somebody. That's losing somebody wow. that meant the world to you. So how do you deal with that kind of grief? How do you well, sit with that emotions to get, let the let the, 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 the the nightmares go away it's a decision okay. healing is a choice it's a choice it's a decision that you make from your heart it's not an intellectual um decision it's a choice it's an emotional desire to feel because you too deserve love and joy and healing and you know, if you decide not to, then you're just going to continue to suffer. So, suffer. so healing is also an act of self-love. And by choosing not to process those emotions, you're choosing to suffer. And you're already, and the, the irony is that you're already suffering. But you're suffering from a place of resisting what happened, not accepting the reality of what happened. I know this may sound a bit harsh. I don't know if that sounds harsh. But it's about accepting it um, and not resisting the reality. And it's an emotional acceptance. And that's is very easy. Sorry. Sorry, Brandon. It's uh, not easy. No, I, I get it. It's, I'm not and that's that why is. you go to someone like you is you're opening yourself up to understanding this is an area you want to heal. This is Ryan, by the way. He's helping with other projects and he come he goes, Hey, if I come over, do you want me to make you food? And I'm like, Well, yeah, I always like to eat. So he made my breakfast this morning and oh my gosh, awesome. it's like a little bit of heaven. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to that be eating. Epic. Like Melanie, if you were closer, I would be more than happy to invite you over for breakfast. Um, you could bring the dogs. Uh, but I, I this is a thing where you, when people go to your therapies and work with you, it's them working on themselves and dealing with those emotional things. It's dealing with those traumas that are deep down inside from pains of loss of a loved one to mental health things that maybe they need to look deeper in on themselves to see what's, what's holding them back. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's not meant to be like, and like you said, this sounds, it might sound harsh, but the thing is, that's your job is you're making people look deep inside themselves. It's their, your, your job is to help them. And it's not you insulting anything they're going through yeah. in any way. It's saying, this is what I do. And I want to make sure I provide you the best I can. And that's very nice that you, you answer questions like that very honestly, because otherwise sugarcoating, it just ends up being a sugarcoat, you know, and you don't need to do yeah. that in therapy. No. Um, have you noticed that people, when they start coming to you, 
and I say this as a very general question because it's going to sound weird, but like, have you noticed that people actually say that they, they actually are healing? They actually are getting better. Um, I say that as someone who's gone through therapy therapy for years. And I felt like I was as a child. And I mean, that is like literally a 10 year old going into therapy. I was always trudging up mud that, was family issues and stuff, but we never actually worked on them. We just talked about them. And yeah. And this, then when I started doing like therapy with a Reiki and all these other things, like stuff you do and trauma therapies and stuff, the depression, the anxiety, the squirrel mind that I have, because I've evolved from squirrels. I'm always ADDing. And it's one of these things where I noticed it made a huge difference. With your clients, what is the biggest thing that is a difference they see in your therapy compared to therapies with someone sitting in a room talking about family traumas? Um, so firstly, I will say that, you know, uh, when you start doing this work, it starts intellectually, right? It starts with an awareness. So going to therapy is a good start. Um, but then there'll come a point where, and, and talk therapy, I mean, it's a good start because you want to start to understand, you want to start to become aware where they come, where the, the trauma started. But after that, it's about transitioning from your, from your head to your heart, to the emotional work. Um, so I take them through a process. It depends on where they are on their journey. Sometimes, you know, there are clients where I can just go straight in and for the kill, <laughs> for the deep work. <laughs> but um, other times it's about first doing, like I, I shared with you, the example of the lady that I worked with earlier where she was in complete denial. So it's about talking and processing um, the emotion. And even with the, the, I think it was the man that just asked, a question about his wife um it, there's a process so first it's i work with their resistance and i work with all their justifications and all that you will not be able to access the core without first working with you know their resistance and and why they're fighting and protecting the wound so i do take them through a process it's not i don't just go in straight you know for, for the core wound and then it's about um helping them through the layers but the other thing is because I have done a lot of my own inner work, um, I can see where they are and I know the process. So it's much easier for me to, um, to guide them. And also I am very sensitive to people's emotions when I'm working with them. So I can feel very often I can feel what they're feeling that they're not even aware that they're feeling. You know, so I can uh, sometimes I, I it depends like I work very intuitively. So if it's necessary, I will be straight up with them and say, this is how I feel. And either they'll burst into tears and say that's spot on or, you know, maybe it's something else. Uh, or other times I'll guide them to um, get in touch with themselves and, 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 and take them through that process. So, yeah, I work very intuitively. But the, the main thing that I feel is because I have gone to those depths, like I've gone to some deep, dark holes <laughs> And I've done my fair share of inner work. Um, I'm not scared of these deep, intense emotions. So mm. I'm able to hold the space for them to feel safe enough to process that intensity, that, that depth of emotion. Um, so I, I call this empathetic healing. It's, a, it's an emotional place that I've gone to. And that's why um, I, I'm able to see and feel where they're at and sort of guide them through.
Does that answer your question? Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. And I think you're helping our viewers so, so, so much. We've got another oh, question good. there from Brian. But before we ask his question, I've got a question. You said you get different kinds of shame. How can you explain? How how can you get different kinds of, of shame? That, that, that puzzles me a bit. I would like okay. to know more about that. So um, you can have shame about something that you've done that was wrong, okay. that was morally or ethically wrong. And that's sort of genuine you know, I would say real shame, but it's still not shame in terms of you can't process that. You're just, you're still punishing yourself, right? You're just avoiding the deeper emotion. Yeah. And then you have um, projected shame, which very often comes from your parents. So it's not something that you did wrong. I mean, I'm talking about people that were abused. They get this projection of shame. And so we take it on because we are already wounded and we're already scared but actually it's not even our shame and it's not even real shame because we didn't do anything wrong. We were innocent little kids and, and, and you can't process that. You actually, what you beneath that is deep fear, fear of your parents' rejection or something else. So people get confused with emotions and emotional processing. And that's why I feel that um, they get stuck and they don't know how to process their emotions. Does that make sense? It does, it does. And then I'm quickly going to read Brian's question. He says, honest question, what if you feel like a shell of a human? I literally feel like I have one, maybe two emotions, and they are quite infrequent. I would say you you are probably in the freeze response, uh, freeze trauma response, which is numb. You you feel numb and you don't want to feel their emo your emotions, which is a trauma response. There are different types of trauma response. So when you're angry and you're triggered, you're in the you're in the fight response. When you're busy and you just want to, you know, avoid these emotions, you're in the flight response. And and the fawn response is when you do the people pleasing and everything. And then there's the freeze response where you just don't want to feel. You numb yourself out. So I would say this is a freeze response, and you can work through that. So, Melanie, I, I'm going to share your website up here for everybody, and I want them to know that they can get in contact with you. It's not like I just put this up here and you disappear and change your website and your email and your name and all that. Like this is a this is her website, and Melanie's here to work on these things with people. Don't, she's not volunteering, and if she is, Melanie, I signed up for tomorrow's class. Don't worry. Um, but. <laughs> But like in all seriousness, I think that there's a lot of people that are curious about being able to start a different type of therapy because I, I personally do not like therapy. And what I mean by that is when I associate therapy, I go to my childhood and sitting there playing cards and listening to this person tell me all these things. This is her website, by the way, guys. Make sure you go to it. Melanie Oliver, Guiding Souls, Healing Hearts. And look at her smile down here. Um, <laughs> but like you, it's not therapy, it's healing. And you're helping yeah. people break barriers in themselves. And that's what yeah. you're, you're really pushing for. Now I say that, and I have to ask Melanie, with all of this going on, how do you... I know they can't teach this in school. How do you keep yourself from letting the traumas and pains of everybody else coming to you not bring you down and become an anchor on you? And I ask that because, and I, I, I'm saying this with respect, is all get up. Yeah, 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 totally. Like, 
therapy, therapists have one of the highest suicide rates. And we talk about suicide on the show because of how much it's increasing year over year, the last two years. And therapists have been taking on more clients, more things. And while, yeah, that means more money for some people, dealing with that mental health traumas and dealing with new things, how do you separate yourself to keep Melanie balanced? and keep yourself going in that right direction? Is it just the dogs, you cuddle them all the time? <laughs> well, that too. Um, uh, but this is a really good question and it's something that I wanna bring up about empaths and people talk about empaths and people being super sensitive to um, you know, other people's emotions, which I am. And when I first started, I actually, after two years in, I didn't wanna do it anymore because I was picking up and taking on everyone's emotions and I was just, you know, stressed out and, and, and I couldn't cope with it. Um, but what I noticed is the more that I healed my wounds, so basically emotional wounds, and I don't know if this is going a bit woo-woo for you guys, but I have to, this is my truth, like that's, I have to just speak my truth. Um, we are all energy beings, right? And I believe that we have an aura and we have all the, the chakra points and all of that. And when you have emotional wounds, it creates holes in your aura. And it's through these holes, through the emotional ones, that you pick up people's emotions. Yeah. And so when I first started, I still had my own, I had a lot of stuff that I still need to, to, to work through. So I was still picking up and I was, you know, codependent and people pleasing all, and all of that. But the more that I healed my core wounds, my core visceral childhood wounds, these hold these holes in my aura naturally sealed. And what I found is that when people project certain emotions that I have already healed the wound within myself, I actually feel it bounce off my energy. So actually it doesn't affect me. And so what I notice on my own journey is the more that I heal myself, the better I feel. I actually don't get as affected as I used to, like, you know, 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, this is the, the best way to deal with it is to heal your own emotional wounds. Um, and obviously to look at after myself, you know, healthy boundaries. Um, I work out a lot. Um, obviously the dogs help as well. And, and just overall being healthy. Before Elsa asks her question, I got to get this one in here. When you say healthy boundaries, that's a very big thing that a lot of people don't understand. They don't even realize they're letting go of their boundaries. I say that from firsthand experience. I, I say that as someone who's learning as well. So how do you help people understand respecting their boundaries, respecting where they're supposed to go and why boundaries are essential? Because I, you mentioned how you've learned it as well. And I'm curious how you learned how to create your boundaries to respect yourself. Yeah, that took a long time because um, obviously coming from a traumatic childhood and all of that, I had none. I was a people pleaser and um, that's what I was taught, right? So it, it did take a long time for me to learn how to set healthy boundaries and to even learn to say no. That was a big one for me. Like I would go to the rescue, I'd help and leave everything to help somebody else you know so that's a start you know do i actually have the energy right now to help this person do i actually you know do i even want to right now um so it's really tuning into your own needs 
um, and really looking after your own needs first. And when I say needs, like your physical needs needs to come first. You know, you need to have good sleep. You need to eat well and, and train and, and, and all of that. And when you have your physical needs met um, in a, to a healthy like degree, then you're able to... Um, I guess, feel better and discern more because if none of your needs are met, then you're just going to be a chaotic mess and you'll just sort of act out of stress and and, and all of that. Um, but after that, the more subtle ones are the emotional uh, boundaries. Um, and this is, this came with the more that I processed and healed my own wounds, the more aware that I became of my emotional needs. And when, um, I was too tired or when actually I didn't desire to do this right now. Um, so that comes with healing. I think it comes with the more aware that you are of yourself. Um, yeah. And, and one of the things that um, helps is how do you feel after? So for example, if you feel resentful to, to the other person because you've just helped them um, very often, you are actually acting out of a, a an addiction, an emotional addiction, because you wanted a, a need met, or you sacrificed your own needs to meet that other person. So sometimes it starts with how you feel after, and then you can start to make a note of it or journal about it. Actually, I didn't feel good doing this, or actually, I was, I felt resentful. And and either way, like if you didn't feel good, you just sacrificed your own need. If you feel resentful, you're actually looking for them to meet one of your addictions, emotional addictions. I mean. Like wanting them to feel, uh, um, wanting to get your sense of self-worth from helping someone. I feel called out right now. <laughs> like, damn. Uh, so that I'm makes sense. Or did I just like ramble on? <laughs> so I've got, I've got a last question. You do a lot of healing techniques. Your bio has got different types of healing techniques in there. How do you know which technique technique is going to work best for, for, for which trauma? Or how do you, how do you know what, what, what technique to give, give your clients to help them? Yeah, actually, I don't use any of those anymore. I just left it there so people can see all of my training and everything that okay. I've done. What I'm sharing with you now is exactly what I do. The only thing I like, I believe this with my whole heart, I will die for this, you know, um, is to process your emotional wounds. Honestly, you don't need any technique. You don't need any tools. Yes, these tools help and they're great to get started. But once you learn the language of emotions and once you learn how to use your own heart muscle, your will, and to really desire to process this emotion, these emotions, that's all you need. You don't actually need anything. I'm just there as a guide. And I'm basically what I do now is I teach people how to develop their soul's will, which is their desire muscle, mm -hmm. uh, which most people don't even have a will. They, they're just conditioned and, and acting out their, their traumas and, and programming um, to empower because this is true empowerment. And what I found with all these healing techniques is it's, it's um, sometimes it's a, a, a spiritual bypassing tool. Um, and other times we we get so um, we're basically just giving our power away and true mm. empowerment comes from within. And it, you do that by developing your will to desire to process your emotions and to feel your emotions. So this is actually the only if you want to call it a technique, this is the only technique that I use now. So I have to ask one last question. 
Um, <laughs> I, I have to. I, I was dared to do it, and I, I, I want to do it anyways. Um, so, Melanie, uh, one of my goals is to be the first person that has legal citizenship all over the world. Um, wow. Yeah, I, it means I'm marrying a woman from every single country. Would you be my wife in Dubai? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> It's, I don't it's know if a, my boyfriend would, would appreciate he can, that. <laughs> he's your boyfriend when I'm not there. I understand completely. He's there then. It's just I'm for just, the passport, baby. It's, and then you you get to have the rights <laughs> to be an American citizen. You get to we we're married, but it's only so we get to travel, and you don't even have to worry about consummating it. Okay, like I understand you have a boyfriend. If it doesn't work out, we can talk. But like until then. <laughs> I just, I wanted to make you laugh and thank you for letting me lean in on the joke that on that one. Funny. You were phenomenal. Tell your boyfriend you have options now. He, he's bold in America. baby. So tell him that. But yes, that's a yes for me. Oh, oh. <laughs> Melanie, you can see I've done a lot of my deep my deep work right there and all that. So you know I'm healing my, my emotional traumas and I'm right with you. You and I are, I, do you have have an older sister asking for a friend uh you might need to <laughs> no, offer something more valuable than citizenship here brandon you're crazy bro oh my god I, honestly i had to make you laugh and i want you to know how much i appreciate you uh being vulnerable and honor honest with everybody because you shared some amazing stories um you threw me off right off the bat. I love how you were like, oh yeah, I went to school in London, but I live in Dubai. And it, you, you have an amazing energy and I love that you use it for such a positive thing for others. So thank you for today. Thank you for being here. Look at this. They're already insulting me. You're out. Of, she's out of your league, Brandon, and all that. Like, like honestly, I, I now my heart hurts, guys. Like, I accepted her having a boyfriend. She did, at least she didn't tell me she's washing her hair and can't talk right now. Like, God, I'm like, I, I'm grateful for the joke and grateful you were here. And I just wanted to make sure I got that in because I told them I was going to do it at the, as my last question and wanted to make you guys laugh. So thank you, Melanie. Ilsa, it is your turn. Take us to the final segment of the show. How we end the show, first of all, we just want to say thank you. Everything that Brandon said, this was so enlightening and everything. And I think you've helped a lot of our guests, a lot of our viewers already. Um, so how we end the show, we just give our viewers a little positive thought or read them a quote and just give them some good energy for the day so i'll go first and then brandon goes second and then you can just bedazzle them with your amazingness please <laughs> when you go out and then thank you so much again for joining us it was an amazing interview thank you so so thank much thank you yeah i really enjoy that i love your guys energy i i yeah thank you for having me on here thank you so much me first Okay, just do your magic. I don't know which, there we go. Guys, today, if you learned anything today, it's just listen to yourself, look after yourself. And if you if you need help, reach out to Melanie, please, please. That's why we do have the guests on the show is to help 
you guys if there's anybody out there that you think can uh, can use her please send out uh, the, the post and everything to uh, to your friends and stuff and then i've just got something that i need to read for you it says life is constantly changing yet at its core it remains the same love does not change it only grows stronger Change is simply love unfolding. It's a never-ending story. Life is forever changing in accordance with nature's divine will. May we lovingly embrace life's changing seasons in the knowledge that all is as it should be and that love is all there is. Have an amazing Tuesday, guys. So I just want to piggyback off of that guys the website's right here do not hesitate to go click that um melanie opened up her heart to us she opened up her talents she opened up her ability to show love and healing in such a unique way it's we're blessed to have an honor of being present with people who want to make the world a better place and Having the community we have full of people who are just looking at the at the world and saying i know there's good out there if you connected with anything Melanie said today, please do yourself a favor, click the link in the bio, click the link inside the comments and don't just connect with her. Connect, and not just cause she's pretty and rejected me on marrying me, but like she did say yes, if her boyfriend and her don't work out. So that's, I'm gonna, fingers crossed guys. Um, but the truth is do yourself a favor and if you resonated with anything she said, click the link and go sign up. Sign up for yourself. Sign up for you being able to look in on you and know that the best, the best is yet to come. <gasps> I'm so sorry, ADD squirrel. Jessa Rose, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. I wanna give you a hug, so this is a verbal hug. She's one of my best friends, wives. I am so glad you, you're here. You came across my heart when I saw Melanie was gonna be on and I meant to text you. Holy hell, I love that you were here. Thank you, Jess. Jess, I love that. Um, but sorry, ADD. Hugs, see, ADD score. Um, but guys, for real, Melanie's email is there. Her Instagram is in the comments. Her Facebook is here. Connect with her and don't try to ask her out. She has a boyfriend, but, asks, but take the time to look inside yourself. Take the time to actually see the deepness inside you and fix those traumas that maybe you didn't even know you were holding on to. Love you guys. Thanks for being here. Um, thank you all for, you know, being here, for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, my message is really that healing takes courage. And I hope that you have the courage. Um, oh. Sorry, were you going to say something? No, I was trying to mute myself. I oh, bumped okay. the button. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, that healing takes courage. And it's a decision that you make from your heart. And whatever it is that you're going through in life, whatever traumas or triggers or whatever, all you have to do is just feel it. That's it. ladies. I love it. Thank you, guys. Uh, Melanie, if you want to hang out for a second backstage, we'd love to sure, just do yeah. a quick connecting and all that. Guys, like, comment, share, whatever your thing is, especially if it touched your heart. Thank you guys so much. And Melanie, once again, Thank you for being a light that's changing this dark world. Thank you. Thank you so much.